Okay, so yesterday we were discussing the theme of the month of Kislev. From the Facebook thing, what do you call it? I'm sorry. What do you mean? Oh, how do I on the... The, the um, text that I, that I put on... Oh, it's what you gave? I, did I give you the, the, the copy? I'll, I'll send it to you right now. No problem. I'll send it to you now, one second. So anyway, so we're discussing the theme of the month of Kislev, and... We said that in order to def- figure out what the content of anything is, you have to go to the Torah's definition of it because Hashem used the Torah to be the blueprint of creation. So the Torah is the reality of anything, of whatever, whatever, um, whatever you're talking about. Look at the Torah and you'll see what the reality of that thing is. So... Um, so in the month of Kislev, what does the Torah say about the month of Kislev? What, what is the unique um, quality of this month? There are, um, every month has days and weeks and Shabbosim, but when you look at the holidays of the month, and how that, the holidays distinct, um, set that month apart with its unique holidays, that's how you figure out what the theme of that month is. So regarding the month of... I got it. Regarding the month of Kislev, we have um, two holidays. We have the holiday of Hanukkah, and we have the holiday of Yutes Kislev, night of Kislev. The holiday of Hanukkah, the theme of the holiday is about how, yesterday, how um, the um, Greeks, unlike the Romans and the Babylonians, um, sought to defile and contaminate and to purify the temple. Unlike the Babylonians, the Romans wanted to destroy the temple. Wanted to take the holiness, and they wanted to ruin it. They wanted to make it impure. So um, the miracle of Hanukkah is about the Maccabim not only being victorious in battle, but using, re-sanctifying, re, um, inaugurating the temple, and highlighting its unique, special quality. What it really is. That's what the holiday of Hanukkah is about. It's about bringing things back to where they're meant to be. Revealing the innate holiness of the temple, and uh, that seems um, very different. It would seem to the holiday of Tzitzit. What is after the Tzitzit? The Tzitzit is about how the Alter was freed from prison because he revealed the inner dimension of Torah. What does that have to do with with um, this same theme? So we, we explain something that's fascinating. We explain this is that it's possible to study Torah and to misinterpret it. Um, because of the, the um, misinterpreted grossly because we're subjective people. And, and so because we're subjective and we're learning a subject, so we could um, use the Torah um, and, and, and come to erroneous conclusions from, this, from the Torah. You could have a lot of um, people studying the Torah and not everyone's getting it right. Some people are using the Torah and, they're, and they're having a whole, the whole wrong message is coming out. Um, we find an interesting thing in history, I've just mentioned this, and that is that all of the great Torah scholars in history were tzaddikim. The, the ones that we quote, the ones that were accepted by the Jewish people, they were not just um, geniuses, but they were, um, they, were, they, were, they, were, they were people living in a different, higher caliber. They were devoted to Hashem in a different, different way. I mean, to our ears, it doesn't sound like such a big deal. Of course, who is studying Torah? The ones who care about Torah. But it's not really true. 
in previous generations, everybody studied Torah. Everyone, the whole, every Tom, Dick, and Harry knew the Gemara, knew the Mishnah, and that was, that was and the intellect in general. People were were, were consumed by a thirst for knowledge that that, that we can't really relate to. Um, even even hundred years ago, right? It's 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 not um, only not knowledge for Torah, but people were were interested in um, in philosophy and in a different way than we are. We're uh, more more earthy in comparison to hundred to a century ago. No, we just want to know the score. <laughs> right, right. I know the score. Right. So, so, so the Rebbe says. Uh, the Rebbe says. I heard from uh, Rabbi Akshay Olshansky and Gazon from Maristan. He said the reason is why why we find that only tzaddikim, only the most righteous people, are the authors of Torah uh, Torah works, is because in order to get the Torah, you have to be devoted to Torah. You can't get the Torah without devotion to Torah, and so. Devotion to Torah means you learn Torah not just that you're interested in the subject matter of Torah. The Gemara says you could learn in the Torah, and the Torah could be a poison for you. The Torah could be either a medicine or a poison, and it depends on why you're learning the Torah. If you're learning the Torah with love and reverence for Hashem, then then um, then you get then you get the real, reality of Torah. If you're missing that love and reverence for Hashem, then your Torah could uh, taint, it could be tainted, and and in your your own. Um, Subjective reason of why you're studying it, etc., could 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 lead you off, lead you astray. So this is the where the ninth of the Kilsev enters. Ninth of Kilsev is the tool to reaching a real love and reverence for Hashem. It, it's not, it's not, you can't just love is not like other things Hashem tells us to do. Hashem could tell us to put on tefillin, to keep kosher, to to keep Shabbos. Love is a feeling in the heart. You can't command a feeling. But the, there is a part of Torah that's dedicated to um, inspiring love, reverence for Hashem. That is the inner dimension of Torah. And we study the inner dimension of Torah, so that brings us to having a real relationship with Hashem. And if you have a real, real relationship with Hashem, so then your Torah study is, is, is naturally animated with, with this, this, this feeling, with this love, and, and therefore you get it right. So... Um, um, that's why the night of the Kislev and the Holly of Hanukkah are connected to each other because both are uh, like a soul and a body. Yudas Kislev is the soul and Hanukkah is the body. The, night, the, the Holly of Hanukkah is about a physical victory in this world where the temple is now in its proper place and it's sanctified. Yudas Kislev is about the Torah being in its proper place, the attitude to the Torah being in its proper place. The inner, the inner world of a Jew being in its proper place, that our, our inner feelings for Hashem, which are part of our soul, um, can come out because Hashem has given us a tool of the learning of Chassidus to allow us to, as Ramam says, you can only come to love Hashem by thinking of the greatness of Hashem. So the inner dimension of Torah um, gives us this, this ability to um, um, connect to Hashem in this way so that we'll actually learn to reveal parts of Torah in a correct way, in, in a way that... that, that um, that we feel um, Hashem's presence in, in our Torah. The previous Rebbe mentioned that in the blessing we say before Shema, we ask Hashem, illuminate our eyes in your Torah. So the previous Rebbe said what that means is, we're asking Hashem, first of all, to be conscious of the fact that it's your Torah. That we're not just saying um, bits of information, of some, some, some interesting stuff, but to feel that it's God's Torah. And not just to know that it's God's Torah, but it should illuminate, we should illuminate our eyes and feel that Hashem's presence in our Torah study. It should be, there should be, a, it should be luminous. It should be alive. And so, therefore, the 19th of Kislev is the um, 
is the soul of the uh, of the body of Hanukkah. How come the temple is okay physically? Where does that start from? It starts from the Torah being okay. Okay, so um, that's what we learned yesterday. Now let's continue on Ezevav. Let's go into more detail. In the Chish Yitzchisav is Gospim Satera B'Teres Chis Chabad. Specifically, Yitzchisav is the revelation of the inner dimension of Torah in the way of Chabad. What's Chabad mean? Chabad stands for the ability to create an idea, to process and comprehend an idea, and the ability to connect and feel an idea. Shtev is Chabad. Chachm is a power to invent and to create an idea, power of conception. Bina is a power of comprehension, and Das is a power of connection. And that experience, learning Torah in that way that makes sense to you, in a way that you can connect and feel it, that inspires your other study of Torah, the exoteric parts of Torah, the Gemara, the Shachon Larach, that that should also be done with love and reverence for Hashem. Okay, so that explains everything, except for one thing. Where was the world until the 19th of Kislev? What happened until then? How, did it, how did, were they able to um, navigate the Torah uh, until, that, until Hashem gave us the holiday of the 19th of Kislev? Until Hashem revealed to us the inner dimension of Torah in a way of understanding and connection? The answer is this. Achen yinu. She'ad az lehi elimin nigla ala asar beim kol kach. Elimin ayal hi yisr beifin shalpil v'shakotari mokam akam mokam sheni. Otar tzalish shal kushim mokam achar chulu. The method of Torah study changed in the time of, of the miracle of Yitzhak Kislev. The study of the revealed parts of Torah wasn't as deep as it is today. The study of the revealed parts of Torah, of Gemara, was more in a way of pilpul, not in a way of iun. What, is, what does pilpul mean? Pilpul means that you look at one place in the Talmud, look at another place in the Talmud, and you see the contradiction between one thing and the other and try to explain how they don't contradict each other. To answer questions, says this here, it says that there. But trying to understand the depth of what Abai is saying, what Rav is saying, to go to the core of their, their, their teachings and, and, and to learn the essence of their words, that wasn't the, the, the Iyun method wasn't so prevalent. The method more was pilpul. That's by... Most people, by the luminaries, the Jewish people, or the, by the by the the Torah giants, Torah is always always studied with depth. Not by everybody else. It is only in, in later generations that this became the norm for everyone to study Torah, even from, for children to study Torah in a way of going deep into the words of the Gemara to understand what, what, what the depth of, of Abai and Rabbi are really saying. And since the study of the revealed parts of Torah is now with more understanding, with more comprehension, therefore also the study of the inner dimension of Torah had to also become that way. That the, the novelty of the 19th of Kislev is that the depth of the teachings of Hasidus are brought down in our understanding in a way that everyone can understand. That's, that's, that's the um, reason why it's, it became suddenly um, uh, more important to have this, this, this understanding of the inner dimension of Torah 
Balshendav also revealed then in the dimension of Torah, but not in a way of chachamim v'das, not in a way of comprehension and connection. But because there is now this study of the revealed parts of Torah in, in a new kind of way, therefore there had to also be this similar study in the, in the dimension of Torah. The lesson for all of us is this. Whatever you study has to bring you to some kind of conclusion in your life. And the lesson for every single, single Jew is as follows. Everything in Torah is a message for us, how much more so this Shabbos that blesses the entire month of Kislev, it blesses the first day of Rosh Chodesh, and Rosh Chodesh contains within it the energy of the entire month. So this Shabbos, and the message of the Shabbos is certainly a pivotal one. So what is the message of, this, of, the, of Rosh Chodesh Kislev, of Shabbos that blesses the month of Kislev? On the next page, on page um, 16. Every single Jew has a temple. It's absolutely clear, it's absolutely certain that your temple is complete in every detail. You have to make sure, however, that your temple should be pure. Your, your temple exists, and everything in your temple, there's a menorah, and there's an there's a, there's a altar, it's all there. But you have to make sure that it's separate and distinct from any kind of impurity, that nothing impure should touch it. Claim what that means is, The way impurity works in Allah is this. If you touch something once that's impure, you didn't eat something impure. You didn't drink something impure. You didn't wear impure clothing. You just touched something impure. Seemingly, what's the big deal? You just touched it. But you have to know that you're not allowed to touch something impure. Because when you touch something impure even once, you're impure, you're, you are now impure for the rest of your life. Unless you do something specific to remove the impurity. But once you touch something impure without any um, left, um, without any um, heroic intervention, you are impure for the rest of your life. Seb doesn't um, explain what he's referring to by the word impurity, but I guess we all could relate to what that means everyone on their own level. But, um, but, but the, 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 the uh, sharp message here is that impurity doesn't go away. You have to remove it. And therefore, it's, it's, it, you think like, oh, I'm, I, just have, I just looked at this thing for a second. I just spoke about this thing for a second. doesn't matter. But impurity uh, needs to be removed. It's, it's sticky. In order to lift you away from all impure things, it's a study Torah in a pure way. with love of Hashem and reverence for Hashem. It's the teachings of Chassidus that give us this. Um, this ability to um, um, study Torah in this pure way. And although there are those that want to impurify your temple, I guess Arab is referring to your inner Greeks, or your neighbors who are, are like Greeks, or the, the advertisers of social media, whatever it is, don't be scared of them. Even though there seems to be a multitude of them. They seem to be so mighty. It's certain that God will not allow this to happen. 
Certainly God will do a miracle for you. We try to make Hanukkah. Just like in the story of Hanukkah. All you need to do is stay away from impure things. You should know that impure things have no relevance to you. This is the only way to be victorious against all wars with non-Jews. The way to be victorious with them is by being victorious inside of you against the strange God that's in you. By being victorious against that strange God and not succumbing to um, letting yourself become impurified, that's, uh, that's, that, that gives power to the Jewish people in the world to be victorious over their enemies. So it's a very powerful message over here for us. I mean, thinking about the war, right? That, that, that our inner war empowers um, the soldiers. Just want to um, stop for a second um, and look at um, the letter of the rabbi that printed in this in this uh, pamphlet um, on page um, page three, um, which talks about the um, the power of the study of Torah. Here we're, we're studying about talking the inner dimension of Torah and how that ha- and makes your Torah study to be the right way. On page three, there's a letter over here. Um, the rabbi explains um, the impact that Torah has in your life. Uh, when you study it the right way. L- look on page three of the... Of, uh, I don't have any one I sent you. Uh, okay, let's paraphrase then. This guy writes to the rabbi that he's sad, doesn't know why he's sad. He's sad, he's hopeless, doesn't know why he's sad and hopeless. He thinks he's sad and hopeless because of something he learned in Torah. The rabbi says, sadness and hopelessness brings tremendous damage, Shalom, in the war against the Yitzhar. So you have to get rid of sadness as soon as possible. Because sadness does not come from a good place. And everything that isn't good, the way to get rid of something not good is by adding energy in, good, in the side of good. And even a little bit of light pushes away a lot of darkness, how much more so a lot of, lot of light. So when you will study Torah, the Rebbe says, with diligence, with consistency, you have a set time, and we set your soul to study Torah, the Torah, it says about itself, it brings joy to the heart and soul of a human being, as it says in the Torah, the, the mitzvahs of Hashem are upright and they bring happiness to the heart. So automatically, you hear the word automatically, if you study Torah, which brings joy, automatically, since the Torah is a joyous thing, without any um, deep psychology, there's, there's something that Torah gives you naturally, they're saying. Automatically, your feeling of hopelessness and even your feeling of sadness will be negated. Especially, the Rebbe says, if you meditate about divine providence, how Hashem is the essence of goodness, and He takes care of every single person in His daily life, in the details of His life, in the details of those details, if you think about how Hashem is the essence of goodness, He's taking care of every single detail of your life, and, the, and He is the essence of goodness, therefore He is doing good for you in every detail of your life, all a person needs to do is to stand with the connection to Hashem and to make sure that His, his channel should be open to Hashem. And how does He keep it open? It's through, through these things. It's through studying Torah and through trusting and, and through thinking about divine providence. And in general, strengthening yourself in Torah, prayer, and kindness. And never concludes that Hashem should give you success in all this and you should have good news. In that you should be able to tell me good news that you're serving Hashem. Although service of Hashem is compared to um, the word for service of Hashem is the same word that's used for tanning leather. So it's a lot of work to tan leather. But nevertheless, serving Hashem 
um, has to be done, as the Torah says, serve Hashem with joy. So, just, in, just to sum up what the letter says. The letter says, basically, is if you're, you, something you feel sad, you don't know why you're sad, and this is something which helps you become happy. When you study Torah, Torah is, brings joy to the heart, joy to the soul. That will bring you happiness. And, which, and it's also by thinking about divine providence, keeping your channel to Hashem open, by realizing, whatever, by thinking about how everything that's going on in your life, every detail of your life is being, is being governed, is happening because of Hashem's essence of goodness. So, so by uh, those two concepts in, in, in your mind, uh, by, the, by studying Torah and by meditating, Hashem is taking care of you and every detail of your life, that will, um, that will bring you some... So uh, we have the answer to the big question that everyone asks. I'm sad, I don't know why. This is the answer. Study Torah, have it, I mean, emphasize it should be in a set time, set in your soul. And so we're learning this for bringing about um, the appropriate approach to studying Torah. And our Torah study has to be done with love and reverence for Hashem, and that's something we get specifically from Hasidus. Um, but uh, be it as it may, it's the Torah study that brings us to Simcha without even, without even trying, without, without any like specific like psychological paradigm you're trying to uh, absorb. The Torah brings joy to you. Okay, let's go back inside to uh, uh, line 14. So this is the lesson we have to take from this Shabbos. Number one is, the message is, if the, the, this month is a month when Hashem gave us the inner dimension of Torah, we have to make sure to study the inner dimension of Torah. Number two, Hanukkah is a month that Hashem protected and saved the temple from impurity. We have to also save our own temple from impurity. We have to make sure that we stay away from impurity. Don't think that there's a big world, and there's so many forces, and it's, and it's large, and it's strong. You have, all you need to do is stay away, say no, and go, and stay away from impure things. Every day we say a blessing to Hashem. Blessed are you, glory of God, who chose us from all nations and gave us His Torah. So the blessing we say in the Torah also reminds us to love our fellow Jew like ourselves because the other Jew is also someone who God chose and God gave him the Torah. So therefore you have to also, um, you also have to share this message with others too. Don't just be satisfied with guarding your own temple. Tell other Jews too. Tell anyone who wants to listen about what the message of the month of Kislev is, tell them it's a time of purity, a time to study the inner dimension of Torah. And that's how you make the world pure too. The way to make the, 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 this for bringing us from um, nineteen seventy three, the way to bring purity to the world and to bring peace in the world is not through arguments, etc., not through drugs. Drug is something that damages a person, damages the world. Rather, the way to bring the way to make the make the world uh, better is through purity. Uh, to st- by staying away from negative things. And this is how we'll merit speedily in the coming of Mashiach and the world will be full of knowledge of God and we'll begin to again light the menorah as we say in the blessing that we on, on Hanukkah that we ask Hashem to be able to light the menorah again in the base of Mingdash. Um, so that's the basic content of this, of this uh, segment of the Fabreng. I just wanted to um, uh, comment for a second about um, the Rebbe's words about, about, about purity and impurity 
and how uh, impurity can can um, stay with us. And and um, um, Rabbi Rabbi Shachat and Gazunt, uh, he told me something very powerful when I was studying the Shiva and I was like fifteen years old, and it stayed with me because it was such a powerful idea. He said, "What's the hardest thing to control? Is it your thoughts, your words, your actions?" So he said, "The easiest thing to control is your actions." Harder than that is controlling your words. Harder than that is controlling your thoughts. However, the Zohar says that your bris and your mouth are connected to each other. You heard this before. Yeah, it stays with you. Once you hear it, you don't don't forget it, right? You heard it from the Rosh? You heard it from the Rosh also? Wow. Say it again in one clean sentence. In one clean sentence. It's very clean. Your, Your thoughts and your words are connected to each other. That's why I say clean. The, the, the Zohar's words are your, your circumcision and your mouth are connected to each other. Uh, and so therefore, by saying pure words, you, you allow yourself to have pure thoughts. You think like, oh, it's not, I, I said a four-letter word, whatever, it's not a big deal. But as we learned, that, that when you touch impurity, it stays with you. And so therefore, by, by, by staying away from impurity, by, by having clear, pure words, and clean, pure words, holy words, that helps your thoughts. The thing that's harder to control is, is your thoughts. So don't don't give in to the uh, vice of like just letting yourself like say words which which you're not proud of, because those words are uh, affect the way you think. Um, so um, practically, um, the previous Sheba said this. He says that there's three things I want to my students. I want them to have diligence in Torah study. I want them to love each other, and I want them to have clean, pure speech. That's where that's that's where uh, learning this in this uh, febrang and they were saying the power of, of Torah study specifically the inner dimension of Torah, and and to and to uh, purity in your own temple make sure your temple is pure and not just your own temple is pure help others be pure and, and and believe believe you could do it believe you could do it believe that Hashem will do a miracle for you and not allow the Greeks to contaminate your temple it's a big thing it's a big thing especially when contending with trying to keep himself pure it's a big thing to know that God will help you. I'll conclude with one story and let you guys go. The original Rebbe um, would light the menorah in public with his chassidim. And there was one of his chassidim who was, who was really fighting with his thoughts. He had a really, real hard time controlling his thoughts. And the original Rebbe came out to light the menorah, and out of nowhere he says, you have to believe that just like Hashem took us out of Egypt, and just like Hashem gave us the miracle of Hanukkah, that Hashem helps every Jew be free of anything that's stopping him from being himself, and that you can win. That you can win over the, uh, the the Greeks inside of you, and you can have pure thoughts. That's that's number one thing. The, the story of Hanukkah is that Hashem makes a miracle to help us keep our temple pure, and that's such a miracle for the older Jewish people, and they have a big temple. But this is true for everyone, as as Tzemach said. This Tzemach said, we say every day in Shema we, we conclude with the words, "I am Lord your God." I took you out of Egypt. I am Lord your God. We say it twice. Tzemach said, "Why do we say it twice?" And he said, "Because you might think there's a big God." Of the Jewish people, well, they have to contend with the Greeks. Ah, then God will save them. What if I have my own little Greek in me that's bothering me, that I'm not, not letting me have a pure temple inside myself? Says Samach Sedek, I am Hashem took out of Egypt, I am Hashem your God, will help you go out, out of your own, your, and protect your temple inside of you to be pure. All right, that's what I wanted to share today. Any questions or comments? Thank you. All right. Have a great day, Mark. Have a great day, David. Get there to battle. Let's